there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Hey, that's the big voice guy. Another week of Nebraska Preps postgame. I get my main man, Jacob Padilla. I am O-D-B. Like going on, man. How was the old? How was the proverbial weekend outside of the Packers? <laughs> yeah, uh, everything beyond that uh, went pretty well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a tough way to close out the weekend, especially and had to get up early to to watch that mess. So, yeah. So between the three of us, at least you know Shane, our producer, is a Raiders fan, and they'll mess around <laughs> and find some way to win the night. But between the three of us, you're in much better shape than yeah. the two of us. Because at least you have a functional quarterback and a coach with seemingly some wherewithal. The Raiders are not good. They're yeah, terrible. Just did. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> yes, they are. Hey, Shane. Um, yeah, see, that's the problem is like he's not acting like a functional quarterback right now. So, and they're keep calling it the offense like he is the two time they're back to back MVP. And uh, it's just not working right now. Um, but yeah, that's like, Packers are definitely a better team. They've got more talent, but the expectations were also higher. So when they underperform that, it feels uh, just as bad as, well, we know they're going to be bad and they're being bad. So that's no no surprise involved there. This is just disappointing more so than, um, well, we knew that was going to happen. But there's enough pieces there that maybe they can figure it out, but it's not encouraging right now. Mm, Trying to not used to not having very many people to throw to. That's just like this whole new phenomenon for, for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's still – I think there's enough there. Like, Alan Lazard is a good receiver. Romeo Dobbs, there's something definitely there. Um, you have a Dobby and a Cobby. <laughs> for sure have a yeah, Cobby, according I, to, to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. How about his presser yesterday? Like, that was actually legit. Like, at least he wasn't using, like, coaching talk speak. I mean, he – I mean, A.A. Ron was fairly deep yesterday. Yeah. Um, it's, I try not to listen to his press conferences much these days. <laughs> oh, he's not kind of uh, grown on you? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. It's, I, I just like watching him play now, and even that uh, isn't as fun as it used to be currently. Um, so, yeah, but anyway. Well, you didn't get B38-3. I'm just, I'm just saying. And yeah. have, have Josh Allen throw for 400 and some yards. Nice of them to set the tone on like the first play of the game. Just, right. oh, like 98 yard <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, this, we're, we're done here. We're going to be one of those days, <laughs> man. He figured seven would be enough to win it. And it was. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of, uh, you know, consistency and, and, and dictating things, Gretna continuing to do Gretna things, sitting atop seven and oh, currently ranked number one. And that was the only game that I even got to see a bit of this week because of the, the Huskers playing on Thursday and Friday nights. Um, I watched some of this on the stream and credit to Papa, you know, South. They, they made it a battle there. It was 27, 20 in the third quarter. 
um, after the Titans had fallen behind, they rallied. I think they scored 14 straight to, to make it interesting. And then Corver Demma picked six. And then Corver Demma fumble recovery at the end of the third quarter. And um, it got away from them. Uh, so that that's 41-27 was the final against Pepe on the Visit South on Thursday. Uh, fortunately, they were able to uh, finish the game there. Ooh, <laughs> uh, they didn't have to uh, change locations like we'll talk about with another game coming up. But um Fortunately, hopefully Isaiah Weber is all right. Um, they lost him during the game. Yeah, um, and and they they need him. Yeah, and with Weber out, Zane Flores kind of showed that hey, I'm not just a statue back here. He had a 34 yard touchdown run. Ended up with three scoring, uh, three touchdowns on the ground. Actually, only a little over 50 percent completion. Only three for 212 yards, but five total touchdowns. Um, just kind of doing what they need him to and. Demma finished with eight tackles, two sacks, the pick six, and a fumble recovery. So not a bad day at the office for him. But uh, I, I guess I, I was impressed with a little bit of, uh, from what I saw of uh, Papillion the Vista South. And we know that Devin Jones is a good player and uh, nearly cracked 100 yards, had two touchdowns. But uh, Sam Schuer, their quarterback, he, uh, he was running for his life back there. And he is pretty quick. He did a good job of trying to extend plays and um, – kind of run around in the pocket behind the line of scrimmage and found a uh, Royce on Skogerbo for nine catches, 152 yards and two touchdowns. So um, ended up being a, um, a comfortable Gretna win, but uh, it wasn't that way the, the whole way. And honestly, that was one of the few games that was even within two touchdowns this past weekend. Yeah. And <laughs> as we'll continue to go along here, a couple of the scores surprised me and we'll get to one in particular, which I had a, uh, obviously a, a first-hand view, but Elkhorn South, and we thought, right, that with the schedules, it was going to hit a little bit of a lull for this football team. They were going to have to kind of continue to be their own benchmark from a cont- competitive standpoint. Cole Ballard still continuing to do Cole Ballard things. Well, and that's the, and we knew that they were playing some of the, the lower teams the last few weeks, but with what we've seen of Grand Island, like this wasn't the same deal as the, the blowouts they've had the last few weeks. Um, this they made Grand Island look worse than they really are. Um, the 42 to three win for Elkhorn South, and it was 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter. So basically, they did to Grand Island what they've been doing to everybody else. And uh, Cole Bauer, like you mentioned, 133 yards on the ground, just 15 carries, three touchdowns, uh, just continuing to add to his monster season. But Carson Rahner, an 84 yard touchdown run, ended up with 162 yards uh, on the ground on 10 carries. Uh, plus, completed six of his seven passes for 132 yards and a score. Actually, the one incompletion was an interception, so n- none of his passes hit the ground. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, that's a good win for Elkhorn South here now as we're kind of heading for that collision course with Omaha North at the end of the season. Yeah, uh, and and that that that's that's the that's the one game that kind of remains for. For both those football teams, although North has Grand Island and Elkhorn South awaiting, so we'll see what happens there. And uh, th- this one is Carney um, and Westside played at home. Finally, get a chance to return to the friendly confines for Westside and really drop the hammer on Carney in what was an otherwise pretty strange game. Actually, you didn't drop the hammer until uh, you were gone from yeah. Westside, right? Well, uh, I felt like the way that the game went, they, yeah. the, the score at the half was really misleading. Yeah. We turned the ball over twice while driving and didn't really feel like Carney was going to have a, a, a good chance to move the football. Yeah, if, if you missed it over the weekend, um, 
what exactly happened? That electrical issue, and you guys had to move the game. To yeah, the so missed this out. The 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 transist. What is it? A transistor. Whatever runs the lights <laughs> that's in the bathroom um, started to smoke. Oh, that's not good. And uh, the fire department came and and wanted to shut the game down. Said so they they were going to be able to run the lights for about ten more minutes, and because it was starting to smoke and we weren't going to be able to light the field. And so it was carny and we didn't want to force them to come back on a Saturday morning. Yeah. So athletic directors got on the phone to see where there was another field available. And it just happens a really good relationship between our athletic director, uh, Tom Kirkman and Papio South athletic director, Jeremy Van Akron. And we got a field ready. And kudos to Papio South, guys. Handful of players got that field up and running and was ready by the time we got there, which was crazy because we made an announcement to all the football parents that if you could take your child to the game, they were riding with you. Everybody else that didn't have a ride, we would partner up with coaches and we transported the players to the game. So I was going to say, like, how how do you even – because obviously Carney had their bus they could hop on, whatever, but – you guys are the home team. I'm sure you didn't have anything like that ready to go. And you got all these, uh, however many kids on the team in, in pads. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you had to, once he got there, file out and everybody, all right, get ready here. Yeah, so they gave us, we had 10 minutes to warm up, um, which was pl- plenty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're still in our pads and I felt like the guys got warmed up and then we just started and, and Rezac and, and Jamez Ross kind of picked up where they left off, just ground and pound and, 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 Really, our offensive line is starting to come around and, and, and assert themselves, which could serve Westside well in the future, uh, and in particular, hopefully, this Thursday. Yeah, and so it was 21-7 at Westside and 21-7 at Papio South for yeah. the 42-14 final. Um, Anthony Rizak, uh, 11 for 17 for 180 yards, two touchdowns, 13 carries for 143 yards and three more scores. So um, pretty darn good day for him. Jamez Ross, 154 yards and 20 carries and a touchdown. Uh, had a 10-yard receiving touchdown as well. Jalen Lloyd went over 100 yards on four catches and a score. Um, again, Tra- Traven Beckman, that's the name that we keep saying for for Carney, did what he could, uh, threw for 256 yards, had two touchdowns. But um, you guys, Westside El Carney, do 53 total rushing yards on yeah. 32 carries. Just inability to run the football. Yeah. And Xander Ruling was uh, – Beckman <laughs> caught half of Beckman's completions for 167 yards. He's a good and player. A He's yeah. a good player, good route runner. They they hit us on some uh, some post corners, uh, really giving our safeties kind of a two way go. It was our first game at the safety spot for Teddy Rezac, uh, just trying to kind of shore up the secondaries. We're transitioning guys. We kind of we had to make some moves last year defensively and move some guys around to kind of solidify the defense for a stretch run. So we're in the process of doing that now, and hopefully it can and stabilize our defense. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. And so that was the final there. Um, continuing the trend, uh, Omaha North, uh, number four, um, 42-0 over Fremont. Um, not not much to talk about there. Just continuing to roll along here. Yeah. And Maybe they'll get a – we'll see what, what Grand Island, what Grand Island has rally. for them. Yeah. They'll have to rally because they took kind of a, a kind of a whipping – uh, at the hands of Elkhorn South, and that's two physical games back to say. back for Grand Island, which may not be all that favorable. Yeah, if you, you can slow down uh, Ballard, good luck. You, you got Porter coming uh, at you next. Um, it's a tough little uh, two-week stretch there trying to defend the run. Um, Bellevue West, 49 nothing uh, against Bellevue East. That's, um, I mean, it's kind of Daniel Kalen threw for 300 yards, uh, four touchdowns. He has a lot of touchdowns this year. Yeah, Isaiah uh, McMorris gets the elusive offer too. After we talked about yeah. him quite a bit last week, Texas Tech, in terms of establishing, kind of being the number one receiver. Yeah, and um, we we know Texas Tech has kind of shown some interest around here. They're following um, uh, with, uh, Jalen Lloyd, Lloyd with you guys uh, pretty close. <laughs> Actually, said they're. Uh, uh, their head coach pop into my mentions, liking one of my tweets about Isaiah after I went to a game a couple of weeks ago. I was like, Oh, Hey, uh, uh, I guess they, they're really paying attention here. Um, but yeah, it's quiet day on the ground. WS only ran it 11 times, um, threw it 35 times. And, uh, Davon Hall again, like just traded off, um, six, six catches for 103 yards. Uh, McMorris five for 68, two scores, Ben Goodwater, three catches, two touchdowns. It's good for them to get good water kind of going. I thought he was a little bit of an X factor coming into this season and it hasn't really kind of materialized. Yeah. Like I, like I think his abilities are capable of for him for a multitude of reasons. And now the opportunity is going to be there more with, uh, without Kyrell Jordan. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, it's, and we agree on this one, right? The best four and three team in the state. No, no question is, Om- is Omaha Creighton prep. Yeah. Well, they haven't lost since like <laughs> week three or four, or, yeah. I guess week three was it? I, yeah. The, three. The, the week zero thing. Throw it. Oh, their uh, third game. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Um, been on a roll recently, uh, coming off the bye. Uh, so there's, they got one coming up with pulling the Vista on, on Friday. Um, that's pulling the Vista. Not, not having a great season, but they have snuck up and they got uh, Lincoln Southwest, like we talked about previously. So um, it's one they'll have to hopefully come out of the bye and uh, uh, show uh, or be sharp, I guess. So if you're, you know, and in the loss, you know, BJ Newsom Central playing uh, a freshman quarterback. He goes 14 to 24 for 118. Um, really kind of feeling their way along. It's, it's, strange to see central not be able to run the ball right you think central and you kind of think think running backs and pyfrom's a, a, a good offensive lineman they need more help up front but boy they have they have really struggled uh with an offensive identity this year and, and prep which used to be a very classic rival uh did didn't 
didn't struggle one bit. They don't, Prep only had to throw the ball 12 times through the course of the game, and maybe that's their recipe. I mean, we know what they do on the ground with, with you know, Sharmar Brown, and now Coniglio's kind of getting it going at the running backs or at the quarterback spot running the ball. We know about Bedrill. And, uh, I mean, maybe – Maybe that's just who prep's going to be, regardless of who's revolving at quarterback. Well, and they got Papio and then Benson to close out the the regular season. So um, we're not going to be able to get a real great uh, test of like how far they have come since those, those early season loss until we get a couple weeks into the playoffs, most likely. Um, see, we'll see if they get a good uh, good matchup in uh, week one. Just I haven't been looking at the seedings at this point. Um, but actually, yeah, they'll probably be uh, love an early game where they got a chance to show like, hey, yeah, um, that they're they're much better than the seeding they're going to end up getting because of the the teams that they lost to. But um, yeah, that's uh, I guess we already talked about Grand Island, we talked about Carney, two teams that had uh, been pretty feisty but had had a rough week uh, against teams that I think have shown um, they really belong up there uh, with the upper echelon. Um, North Platte, fifty-six-seven over Lincoln Northeast. Um, that's it's kind of doing what they do. They threw one pass, ran the ball for four hundred and sixty-seven yards yeah, on know, forty-seven carries. Know a little bit about that? Yeah, that's over ten per. If you're uh, <laughs> if you're doing the math at home, and again, Tilford, those guys, it's really good at what they do. Really good at what they do. Six different guys scored touchdowns. Um, Alonzo Torres had an 85-yard rushing touchdown. Brock Robley, 130 yards on the ground as a workhorse, three scores. Um, you mentioned Tilford had a touchdown. He had seven carries. They had uh, three other guys getting in the mix as well. So, um, yeah, good good showing for for North Platte uh, coming off the previous week there. Um, and they have Norfolk on Friday. Yeah, which will be another chance for those guys to, to really get going. I, I think, you know, with Caden at quarterback – um, you know, you obviously have Tilford and, uh, and, and you mentioned the litany of guys that can carry it. It's a system in which you have to be familiar with or committed to, to stop. There is no, there is no middle ground, uh, playing against that football team. Cause pretty much what you see is exactly what you're going to get. Yep. And finally, last team in the top 10 is Millard South, another four and three team there, uh, coming off a 49, seven win uh, against Columbus. And again, uh, Cam Kozel um, is doing a bit of everything, uh, 13 for 23 for 290 yards and two scores, uh, ran for 50 yards and a score uh, on the ground. Nolan Feller, big game, 18 carries for 167 really, yards. I, I really like him. I we familiar with him, played against him throughout his middle school career, kind of followed him. He's, he's the nephew of one of my really, really good friends. Boy, is he a hard-nosed, tough runner. And for balance for them, they need to find a way to run the football, yeah. take some of the pressure off Koziel's athleticism at the quarterback spot and always having to kind of improvise. Yeah. If they get if they get some consistency running the football, it's a different football team. Yeah, 400 total yards of offense from Koziel is not a sustainable strategy, although they've gotten it a couple of times. It seems like pretty close. Um, but, yeah, they need a little bit there. And that starts with the offensive line. they got to open up some holes because Feller's, Feller's a little guy. He's not a guy that's going to be able to run through a ton of contact. Got to get him some holes, and then he can show his quickness and uh, get, get to work that way. But Lance Rucker, three catches, 73 yards, a touchdown, eight tackles, one and a half for loss, kind of doing what he does. 
And shout out to Brock Murtaugh, who's apparently playing with a broken rib. I mean, I think we already knew this before, but he is officially tougher than me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Makes a difference for that team. So, um, yeah, that's kind of rounding out the top 10. I guess the the one team, other team receiving votes we haven't talked about in Mike Sauter's coaches poll is Millard West, the 17-16 win over in Lincoln Southeast. Um, And again, just when we think Southeast maybe have figured things out, now they've lost a couple in a row. And Millard West coming off that that big blowout win over Miller North where the game just kind of got away from the Mustangs. Um, they, they want a grinder uh, against Southeast again. Just want- Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. One point game there, and now they've got Lincoln Southwest coming up on Thursday. Um, tell you what, how good of a slate is Thursday, potentially? Pretty good. Uh, I think I'm planning to uh, be at your place there for that one. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll be ready for that one. It's a short week for us because uh, they played last Thursday. And we actually, I mean, careful, I guess we asked for, right? I think we kind of like it this way so we can stay with kind of what we're doing. Uh, brought the kids in for some extra time and kind of mapped out the schedule for this week. And we'll see if we can kind of turn it around because I think we're starting at least from an attitude standpoint, trying to get in, into some of a rhythm in terms of how we have to play. Cause it's a talented Miller South bunch. Yeah. And this will be my third time seeing Miller South, but first time with Cozill. So uh, I think it'll probably be a little bit different team than I saw previously. Um, so looking forward to that one. Um, moving on to class B and yeah, not a lot of surprises this week, basically the same thing as a, for the most part, yeah. and a lot, a lot of blowouts. There was one competitive game for the most part. Um, and then the rest were all two, two or most of them were even more than that um, touchdown games. So, Bang 10, 70 over Westview. It's tough when you, you see these kind of matchups on the schedule where a uh, program that's just trying to start from scratch, a lot of young guys going against the best team in the class. Um, not a lot to talk about there. Uh, gross, um, 42-14 win over Norris. Um, and Jake Garcia kind of doing what he does there. 18 carries, 215 yards, and three touchdowns on the ground. Um, Scott's bluff, 35 nothing over Hastings. Um, that's again, impressive, uh, nine tackles Kills. for loss, I believe. Yeah. Um, four, four sacks, just a lot of, <laughs> a lot of defensive pressure. Uh, Hastings finished with negative 11 rushing yards <laughs> on 16 carries. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty strong defensive effort. Braden stole, uh, f- completed five passes for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. And, um, Sebastian Boyle, another 100-yard game on the ground, three scores. So, um, again, just kind of people going along. The one the one competitive game was 
Elkhorn Blair. That was yeah, it. that we we were looking for a little bit of a litmus test, and it kind of played out how we thought. Although Blair hung in there. Yeah, it was thirty-one twenty-four was the final. It was fourteen nothing after the first quarter, uh, and twenty-one six at half. And then Blair kind of rallied, um, scoring a fifteen to seven third quarter to make it close. Uh, but then they just traded field goals in the fourth quarter, and um, Blair wasn't able to to, to even that up. Um, so that's Elkhorn. And coming off of what we had seen previously w- with Blair, I I think, like we talked about last week, I think kind of this week results kind of settled in. Like, yeah, the, the top five is what it should be. Um, and it's pretty clear, I think, that the order there. Um, five was Waverly, 38-8 to eight over Pius. Uh, an impressive win there. Um, Trey Jackson, 183 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Sam Chernikow with a 48-yard punt return touchdown um, and kind of ran ran pretty well on the ground as well. So just pretty complete effort from Waverly there to show like, yep, hey, they, they are clearly a top five team. And that's a team that's gotten better, I think, throughout the season. Uh, kind of jumping down to C1, we wondered if Adam Central was going to be hanging, hanging, be able to hang in there with aurora and that size and that downhill run game and i I think aurora sent a message i don't know how much pierce is really wanting to pay attention they're kind of doing their own thing as another quality program but wow uh, aurora just hammering adam central in a game that was that about what you kind of thought based on roster matchup yeah, in terms it, of strength on strength and and i think what we've seen previously with aurora like a uh, couple of times now that oh this um biggest test they're gonna face obviously the, the ashland greenwood game uh was the first of those where um aurora kind of took control of that early and it was never really in doubt um and now this even more so with that adam central game 41 7 was the final there you mentioned pierce 56 35 win over central city that's a good win for them um continuing to do what they they do so that's uh you mentioned uh um kind of talked about collision courses before uh you look at c1 we've got aurora at 7-0 pierce at 7-0 Ashton Ashton greenwood at six and one at, at at three there and then uh mccook at seven oh as well uh number four i thought that was a good win for pierce kind of hammering central city they throw the ball yeah. all over the yard at, at, at central city although i did it was interesting uh, it wasn't always qb run game sometimes it was a scramble from pfeiffer from them but uh you know he had six carries they, they central city ran the ball 30 sometimes which is kind of a lot for them and i think pierce is gonna have to see that a little bit, at least some teams that are committed to running the football, if they want to get any sort of preview at all in terms of what they could be getting and, and what, for all intents and purposes, is a collision course with Aurora. And some really good matchups in C1. Um, Ron Colley's going to uh, Ashland Greenwood on Friday. Um, we mentioned Pierce. Now they get Boone Central coming off of that, that Central City win. Uh, and Adam Central looking to bounce back as they go to McCook, like we mentioned, the the other the other undefeated team left there in, in that class. When you're taking a look at um, the parity amongst the classes, is this the first year in a little while you would say that Class A belongs in the discussion in terms of teams that you think you could convince yourself they could win it? It hasn't always been like that. So especially as of late, it's it's been two or three. Could you get to five, six, seven? 
Uh, that's it's five stretching it for you. I I could convince you North could win it. Yeah, I think so. Again, that that's kind of the one team of these that I haven't seen yet, and I won't see them until the last week of the regular season. So I'll have to kind of wait and, until then to to really form my opinion. But um, yeah, just I mean, Gretna, yeah. yes, Westside, yes, Elkhorn South, Elkhorn South, point, definitely yes. yes. So I think those three, they're in their that tier of their own right now. I think. Okay. Um, and then Bellevue West. Obviously, I mean, who would yeah. who would sign up to play Bellevue West no. in the playoffs? That's the thing. Like they that they're definitely involved. Like I don't, I guess I don't feel as good about them as I did coming into the season. I would I would agree. All the pieces are still there, yeah, like and, and just the inability yeah. to get stops and run the ball. Yeah, but in any given game, like you you throw five touchdowns, you had three hundred yard receivers. Like you don't need to get a ton of stops if the other team can't stop you either. So in any again a one game week-to-week playoff situation like that's a team that uh, I don't know that I bet on them to put together that that be able to put together three four games in a row but um like if they get get a good draw and then save their best for for that last like they could easily win it um so so that's four again we're we're gonna wait on north at this point um prep I I don't know if I, I'd put them in there just like, because of their offense, yeah. the way that they play offense. Yeah. From okay. what I've seen and with the quarter, still kind of fi- trying to figure out that quarterback situation, that, that, that passing as a whole situation there with the receivers, the quarterback. Um, but that's a team that I, they're going to, they've got a chance to make a, a deep run, but again, with the losses they sustain, uh, the, the draw might be pretty tough for them too, on top of um, the, the limitations that we've seen from them. Two and B. Yeah. Or you want to see Scott's bluff? I, I need to see Scott's bluff. They their only loss is to a team outside of the state, but at the same time, that's the one that's actually been in competitive games. So I mean that that could like they've got that experience down the stretch. Not every game's a blowout, but on the other hand, that's the only team of those top ones. Uh, Gross pulled out the the close one against Elkhorn, but um, Scott's bluff. We see we see Waverly come up and get them almost. Um, was it? Pius or York or one of those two gave them a, a pretty competitive game as well. Um, so I, I think, I think it's a clear number two, like if Scott's Bluff ends up making it to the, the final, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, but like, I think it's, there's separation there between the top two and then Scott's Bluff there at three and then Elkhorn and Waverly, I think is maybe just a half step down from, from where Scott's Bluff is, but that's a pretty strong top five there. Uh, and then jumping down to, to C1. I I guess we we're in wait and see mode with McCook. I think we do know what we're getting with Ashton Greenwood, Pierce, and Aurora. How much convincing do you need? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I I think Aurora and Pierce they've just been so dominant at the top there. Like that's and Aurora in particular. Like they, they should not be in this class. I think that's where we're at right now. Like um, they they they'd be right there in the mix in class B in one of those top teams, yeah. I think. So um sorry, class C one. Uh you just uh some bad I mean, luck it's, there it's with just the... such a grind to see them yeah. for four quarters. We we watched them stay the course in the in the state finals last year against Bennington and still ran the ball. Like that is what they do. And you have to be, I mean, they were down three score. You had, you you just have to be prepared to hang in there when you play those guys, cause there are no, there are no secrets. No. And you know, Carlos Colazzo is coming right at you and uh, probably through you. So um, 
yeah, I, I think it's a clear one, two there. And then we'll see, um, Ashton Greenwood's a, a really good team there at three, but we saw them take their shot at Aurora and what was it 33, 14 or something like yep. that. And that's, uh, about the closest anyone's gotten to slowing down Aurora this season. Um, big week. What are you looking forward to on uh, the final 60 seconds here? Yeah, definitely that uh, North Southwest side game. Like I said, um, that's, there aren't a ton of huge matchups this week, um, but that that's probably the, the headliner um, in terms of class a and um, class B. Uh, I don't think it's a, Bennington Elkhorn North is probably the only uh, top 10 matchup. It looks like. Um, and so Elkhorn North, they're hanging in there at number 10, get a chance to maybe show themselves a little bit, try to keep up with the Badgers there. Should be a good one. That's another week in the books. We'll be back next week. Remember, don't you dare miss us. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm old DB. It's Nebraska preps postgame. A Huda Media Production.